If you've struggled with stress, balance, or burnout, and simply felt discouraged or even defeated, if you're ready to move from force to flow and enjoy ultimate Zen success in your career, health, or relationships, then this podcast is for you. Your host, Carissa Sims, is an entrepreneur, corporate consultant, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and healer who has found her own Zen success. Here's your host, Carissa. Welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Heather Havenwood. Thank you. Heather, yeah. I connected with Heather on Clubhouse. Let me tell you a little bit about Heather. She has quite a journey and story, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm sure it continues, right? Heather Havenwood is the CEO of Havenwood Worldwide LLC and Chief Sexy Boss. She's a serial entrepreneur and is regarded as a top authority on internet marketing business strategies, and other types of marketing. Since marketing her first online business in 1999, bringing together clients and personal coaches, she's played an active role in the online marketing world since before even most people had a home computer. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. In 2006, she started, developed, and grew an online information marketing publishing company from ground zero to over a million in sales in less than 12 months. Starting without a list, a product, a name, or an offer, offer, Heather Ann molded her client into a successful girl now known as an expert in his field. And she's also an author, best-selling author of Sexy Boss. Welcome, Heather. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah. So I'm so excited just to be here. I love the name of the show. Zen podcasts. As you know, I help people launch their own podcast. So I love the name. It's a really great name for a show. So I just wanted to, to share that with you. It's really cool. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. And yeah. So how do you help people launch their own podcast? Yeah. It's an interesting story. That's not what my intention was, but I started doing podcasts in 2015 and it's an interesting little fun story. Um, I, at the time was doing a digital publishing business And I really wasn't out there with my brand. I was like behind the scenes a lot, right? I didn't really have any social media out there. And I got this opportunity to get this guy's podcast. And I remember sitting there, we didn't have any video. It was Skype. It's all audio. I'm literally in my PJs in the middle of the day or something. And we just started chatting and he started asking all the questions about how many business I've created and all these crazy things I did. And about two weeks later, I get this random email from this stranger, like in Minnesota. I was like, totally weird. And he's like, Hey, I want to talk to you. Heard you on this podcast. I need your help. And he eventually, um, you know, uh, hired me for nice sum of money to like help him with marketing. And I thought, wait, 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 hold on. I sat in my PJs, chit chatted for 30 minutes. I had supposedly it was like 2000 people listening to this particular show. And I went, wait, that's awesome. So I like <laughs> started like diving into podcasting, like, what is it? How does this work? And I spent one full year being on over 150 shows in one year wow. and learned like 
how do you tell your story? How do you really be a great guest? How do you be a great host? How do you market this thing? Like all the nuances. Mm-hmm. And then I launched my own show and, and, and visually within the first six months, I was on 29 different radio stations across the country syndicated in 23 networks around the world. So then I had people asking me, how'd you do it? And then here we are. So now I do a three-day workshop. I also do an upcoming event that I have where I teach people, how do you launch your voice? I mean, cause you're really launching, as you know, you're launching your story, you're launching your brand, you're launching your voice when you launch your own show. So it's really important. It's really important. Well, that's so exciting that you're doing a three-day event. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? I know we just started, but <laughs> since you already like brought it up. That's great. You know, I'm um, so excited. Yeah, I love you're helping. I, it's for yeah. anyone, right? It's not just, I know you have a special niche for women and um, love to help Heart. support and empower them, but it's for anyone. Yes. It's for anyone who considers themselves an expert in something and they want to sell themselves, right? I mean, between you and me, I mean, we know this, like we have an expertise in whatever, could be a personal trainer, could be in healing, especially with healers, especially with anyone in the world of, (laughs) yeah, I know that's you. It's like anyone in the world of medicine, chiropractic, healers, it's really challenging to sell ourselves. Mm. We're not taught to do that. I mean, if you, if you look at our system here in the States and majority of the your world, you know, six years old, first grade, I don't know about you, but it was shut up, be quiet and raise your hand to go to the bathroom, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be a good little tra- girl trains us to like, shut up and not shine. It's true. Right. Versus not question. Yeah. Versus being able to say, I'm amazing. <laughs> I can help you. I can heal you. Like, yeah, that's awkward. So it's not something we're trained in as a society. Mm-hmm. We're not trained in to self-promote ourselves. And so this three-day event is really teaching what is influence marketing and why, and then how do you do that? How do you start to market yourself, especially when it's healers? You know, I just got a call the other day. I was, I'm kind of interviewing a chiropractor for my new chiropractor. And like, I could tell she was so passionate and I could tell she was awesome, but like her, the selling of the whole thing went really sideways. And I told her, I was like, you have a really hard time saying, I asked her four times, what's the investment of the first initial visit? I just need to know budget. What she couldn't. (laughs) How much is the session? Why? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. She's like, well, this is really simple, sweetheart. And I I know you are, you probably spent $200,000 with your time, energy, and effort and education of chiropractic. I just need to know how much money. I don't want to show up not knowing the cost. She cannot tell me. And then when she said it, she's like, you can feel her whole body just like cringe you know, and, and does that said, make you want to buy or run away? <laughs> yeah, I, I did not buy. And that wasn't out of punishment. Uh, it was just awkwardness. It felt awkward, but I yeah. said to her, will you please come to my event? For <laughs> I really, I need to help you. Right. Oh, um, and I, I, I get it. Like I have friends who are healers and when you 
are like a conduit for healing or you spent, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars as a chiropractor or a a naturopath or homopathy. I mean, like these are people that have spent their life's work, your life work, your value is in your healing. How do you put a price tag on that? So I, uh, I help people create influence, authority, and visibility in a very natural way to then start the selling process and help them create high ticket offers in that process. Mm, that's amazing. And I love how you kind of turn this around with the chiropractor and you're like, you need to come to my workshop. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And like, yeah, she wasn't very open to it, but I did offer it. I was like, no, I mean, that's all you can do. That's all you can do is offer it. And, and I have to say, obviously you're speaking my language. You're speaking to me because I was, um, afraid to do videos and reels of myself. So I didn't have a problem. I really love clubhouse because I could hide. (laughs) I could be like my PJs, like you said. So that was my jam and it's still, I love it. I just um, finished a room on uh, past life readings um, by donation because my friend's having a hard time um, with her dog. So we were helping her. But anyway, um, I just started doing reels because I felt like it was a way to get outside of myself and like overcome my fear. So, so now I have a commitment to myself to do one a day. And I am ha- now I'm having fun. Now I kind of transition from that, like, oh my God, what am I going to say? What am I going to do to like, oh, I have something to say today. Let me just share it. Like today is a new moon and it's a great yes. day for manifesting, for setting intentions. And so I did a post on that and it felt really good. So, so how can you transition from that fear of like being on camera to now being in the flow of social media or promoting yourself in whatever way. Yeah. So the first stage of that, and there's like a six step process, but the first stage of that is really getting connected to your why, you know, what, who you are as a person, who you are as a healer, who, what is your impact you're making in the world? And the deeper we get connected to that, the easier it is to overcome our own stuff. Right. So I know in the bottom of my heart that majority, if not all healers, their, their deep desire is to heal others, right. To help them in whatever their modality is right. From crystals to hypnosis to whatever their thing is right how to help more people and so i do a lot of work on that that why because when you're clear on the why it's a lot easier to overcome like so for my why is to help women a million women become financially sovereign right mm. that's my big why and where that comes from is my mother was i got divorced not because she went to my um father at the time cheated on her and all kinds of stuff. And she said, I'm not going to deal with this, which was really against the mold. She was not taught to be anything other than a mother. It was the eighties. Everyone around her was married. They were told her she was crazy for doing that. 
And where and did of course, you grow up? Where was this? In Texas. So in Texas, Texas. Oh, that's Texas not what you too. do. Right. So right. it's very Baptist and doesn't matter what the husband does. You deal with it. Right. You just sweep mm-hmm. that shit under the rug, honey. You just <laughs> smile. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I that's where we were taught. Yeah. I thought you well, were I'm, from the East coast. Like your personality oh, no, is so, is so wonderful. Honey, I'm Southern hundred percent. Do you see these nails? Do you understand? Okay. I am okay, yeah. <laughs> I got lashes coming out to all the way to thing because I'm yeah. bougie, 100% Southern. Yeah. But so we were taught that in my mother, uh, my father, of course, did not then support us financially. And, uh, you know, we struggled because of course she got the kids, but not the income and she didn't know how to have a business or even work. She had no skills in understanding finance, like mm. nothing. And how old were you when that I was five, five or six. Oh, okay. Started. Yeah. yeah. So I was young. So I, I grew up seeing my mother. We struggled financially a lot. And so that's why my sister and I both are heavy business women right? Because my mother would say things like, if you could do one thing, just learn how to make your own money, honey. And even though she mm. couldn't, so yeah. I spent my entire time to ingrain that in you yeah. and, and, uh, empower because you. she knew she couldn't. So she wanted to ingrain it in us. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I want to do is I want to help women become financially sovereign. And I know that when women are financially sovereign for whatever reason, they make different decisions Mm -hmm. in their lives that empower them and their family. You don't need to tell a a woman, go take care of your kids. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they do. Right. Yeah. So I, that's what drives my why to get out there and do reels and do TikToks and do videos and be on every podcast on the planet. That's what drives me. And if I could help a woman get to that or a person, male or female, male get to that, I feel they can overcome whatever fear they have around being public. Mm, Yeah, that's beautiful. And now, do you feel like you ever go back to that time and and feel Mm. like, um, you know, what did you learn growing up in that? Yeah. Yeah. In that space. Yeah. So people ask me, they think I, yeah, you're not the only person who thought I was from East coast, which is funny. I'm Southern honey, 100%. <laughs> like I'm yeah. the Southern Baptist girl gone bad right here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm the only person in my family that talks like this. So everyone in my family is very Southern Arkansas, <laughs> Texas, Oklahoma. My mama was a debutante. Like they're very Southern. And yeah. the, the people I grew up with her name, my neighbor, her name was Stella Stalder. Honey. Well, come on over here once some supper. Like that's, I grew yeah. up that. So I'm the only one. And the reason is, is because I had something traumatic when I was younger happen and I stopped talking mm. for five or so years. And then my mom put me in speech therapy when I was seven for seven years, seven to 14. So my speech therapist like just knocked that Southern right out of me. but it sounds like you could go back and forth like well honey yeah (laughs) do you ever do voiceovers you're you're i have a little bit yeah i have oh that's great yeah i'd love to get back into it actually so yeah it's uh i i'm when i there's a period of my life you don't know i traveled the country speaking from 2001 to 2008 
And we would go from New York to LA to Chicago to Dallas. I mean, like all states wide, but we would jammy it. And our job was to, my job was to be out there and to speak. And we had to do a sales presentation. And we had like a main speaker, usually a guy, and I would for support. And it was always so funny because we do the same presentation over and over and over, no matter what, you know, stays. But was it a like online marketing presentation? It was to sell, sell something. Well, yes, but it was not online. This is in person. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, we were teaching real estate investing, like how to buy and sell. Oh, real estate investing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll never forget the guy that I was, you know, traveling with, uh, one guy, he was very Italian and we would crush it in New York and Chicago, but we put him in Dallas. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. we don't want those Yankees. You know what I mean? So I had to like work extra hard on those. Like, well, honey, I know he's Yankee. He's a great, great. <laughs> you played I swear it. on my mama's grave that this is good because like, they do not like that. And I would tell him, stop being so in New York. It's like, that's how I am. I go, but they're not going to buy. You know, they don't yeah. like, you. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back off. Yeah. yeah. They had to let you like go in for the clothes. So, okay. So let's talk about this online business venue. Do you believe anyone can be successful with an online business? Oof. That's like a trick question. Um, <laughs> if they coach with you, no, I'm you're right. If they coach with me. Yeah. Well, yes. You no, know, I, I, I do believe with, and this might go against some people, but I do believe that some people are not designed to be an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Not everyone's designed to be an athlete, Mm -hmm. right? You can swim all day, every day, but you're just may not designed to be an athlete. Yeah. But you're right. Not everybody says that like a lot of entrepreneurs like you, they say, Oh, anyone can do it. Let's do this. Yeah. No, and it's not personal. I suck as an employee. Like I'm 100% unemployable. (laughs) Like I can't be a government employee. I I can't do it. You know, I I am incapable to be a government employee or work for the military. I think who does it is awesome. Yay. But like, you know, I do think that it's something innate in people. And when people have been in, let's say, corporate America, or especially even government or military for, let's say, over 20 years, it is very challenging for them to make that transition. Yeah. And it's not because they're not smart or it's nothing to do with that. It's a, they're trained to be programmed in a very specific, habitual way. And when you're an entrepreneur, it's a different training, mm. literally. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing against smart or bad or wrong. It's a training. It's kind of like taking a dog after the dog's 10 years old and then trying to make it into a totally different dog. And the dog is like, well, I do that. You know, like yeah. that's not because the dog's stupid. It's just that the training is so ingrained in the neural pathways that it's mm-hmm. a lot more challenging. I also think it's innate. So out of my family on cousins and all that, I'm the only one who's an entrepreneur. Everyone is, works for a big company. Now my dad had an entrepreneurial streak, but he definitely didn't encourage it in me because I was a woman and that was not allowed or in his view inappropriate or whatever. But 
I'm innate, I'm innately like it's, it's literally like an athlete when you can see someone or they're just athletic, like that's just who they are. You know, I'm innately an entrepreneur. I do feel that it can be trained, but it takes someone who's willing to really go. I am a hundred percent coachable and I'm willing to completely change habits. Mm -hmm. because there's different habits when you're an employee, you can leave the job. And when you're an entrepreneur, it's kind of like you have to be flexible and disciplined. Yeah. I'll give you a good example. I was having a conversation this uh, week with a girl I just met actually, she's super sweet and she's struggling. She's a trainer. You could tell by her looking at her and talking, she's probably really good. Um, She comes from a background as being a teacher for years. And she's struggling. She's doesn't have clients. And she's like, ha, I'm like, well, market yourself. She's like, Oh, you know, you get to see the like, no, I just want someone to give me the clients. Right. And I was like, okay, look, <laughs> how does that work? And so we're right. I said, look, here, here's the thing. This is how this works. If you want to be your own trainer and if you're in clients, you gotta learn to market. If that, like I could tell in her body language, she's like, no, you know, I was like, okay, then you need to go get behind someone else who markets, right? So go online on Instagram or Facebook, see who is marketing right now in this area, mm-hmm. see who's spending money in this area, right? Who is looking to get clients in the training or, you know, gym world and go to them and go, I want to work for you. I don't want to get the client. She is not an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. She might be an independent contractor but she's an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. right? I think that's a big difference. Lawyers, you know, 90% lawyers don't market. That's why you have what I call the top five, 10 lawyers in a city or a state that you see them everywhere because there's the one or two that are the big marketers, you know, the Mm self-promoters were like, I'm amazing lawyer. And all the other lawyers who are better, like, God, why is he all the clients? Well, this is marketing. So, right. So it, it just reminds me of that. I mean, I live in Florida now and I lived in Texas for a long time, but I was last time I lived in Texas, Florida was in 2007. And there was a lawyer, a big law firm here called Morgan and Morgan. And I left, I went to Texas and I swear that I came back here and it's like Morgan and Morgan. I'm like, there, there, there they are, you know, been like almost 15 years and they're still kicking butt. They're still out there. Morgan and Morgan serve the people, right? I can just see the ad. And there's so many other lawyers. So it comes down to, even with healers, you know, it comes down to, are you willing to learn self-promotion? It's teachable. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to just allow yourself to move into something that's unknown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you allow yourself to move into something unknown, it may be a little scary it will give you such freedom to have a life that you want. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that's why I started being an entrepreneur is the freedom. I mean, you know, um, but I feel like what you said of being financially sovereign, I mean, how do you feel like that's different from being financially independent? Because you chose that word specifically. I chose it very specifically because first of all, it means and being financially independent means something different to something else. to everyone mm-hmm. financially sovereign to me, that word means at choice. 
So um, I was in a situation and I, I'm now not the only one where I was in, ended up finding myself in an abusive relationship. I, I was engaged and I started building his business. So then all of a sudden out of nowhere, when we met, I had my own business, but then I dropped the business for us. Mm-hmm. How, how many women do that? And I started building a business for us. And he was controlling the finances, stuff like that. And um, once I started like, hey, this is not going to work. You know, we have to share. And, he, and then he got angry, uh, abuse situation. Um, uh, was this recently? Yeah, it was 2017. Oh, wow. So even though I'm you know, strong, I'm independent. I even found myself like, oh my God, you know, begging him to give me the money when we're making like 1.5 million in sales every, every year thousands of dollars. He started controlling the finances. Uh, right. And I found myself stuck. And if it wasn't for a deep knowing and some really amazing girlfriends and a therapist to say, you have the skill to be able to make your own money like that. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the last three years before that, I'd been building my personal brand on my podcast. So I, left literally he with nothing in my bank account. I hawked my ring. I had one month of expenses and I started my business up. Congratulations. But that's being for me at choice of financially sovereign, right? The skill set to be able to make my own money and the choice to be able to leave a challenging relationship and leave in a place where I could, and then of course, start my own healing process. Right. And so many women are in what I call prisons. And sometimes that prison looks like a 6,000 square foot house with a Mercedes outside. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always look like what we think about what abusive relationship, or maybe a relationship they don't want to be in, but they're stuck on a financial, they're not financial sovereign. Mm -hmm. They're not at financial choice. And I think when you teach a woman how to be financial sovereign, how to create their own business from nothing, right? They will make different decisions in life. And so that to me is what financially sovereign. Yeah, that's amazing. And, And it's because you went through that. I mean, you can really empathize with women who are in a similar situation. And I feel like, you know, your purpose is going to evolve and fine tune even, even more so. And like, you know, giving back to people that are in those situations. I mean, yeah, I just, I just thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. And how long have you been in Florida? Um, like a year, I say year cause oh, it's July okay. 21st. Yeah. So I just moved here from Austin, Texas. Okay. I'm from Texas, born, raised Texas, Houston, Texas in Florida in the early 2000s, then went home. And so I think one of the things in the world of going home and my mom and my mom passed away and then my dog passed away and then my relationship ended. It felt, it feels like a, a bad country song waiting for a truck and a train <laughs> to come in there. Um, that yeah. a lot of change. It was like, yeah. wow. Yeah. A lot of change. And then you're dealing with the moon and the stars going on right now. A lot of things going on there. So I think one of the things I'm finding, especially with the new feminine energy coming into the planet right now, as you know, is that now is the time for me to really step into that voice and to be able to say, how can I help more women become financially sovereign? 
I think there's a commercial. It actually pisses me off. I get what they're trying to do and it did make some waves, but it does piss me off. It's a video. It's a, it's a commercial by Amazon and it's, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, you see a woman, I believe they're in India and the, 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 it's basically to show that women that Amazon's given women jobs as Amazon delivery, right? And the song they're playing is, it's a man's world. It's a man's world. And how she's stopping all these places and all these men stop and look and like, who the hell are you doing working? And I know that they're trying to promote, like, look at us and we're Amazon and we're, you know, giving jobs to women. And I'm like, yeah, but you're playing the song. It's a man's world on top of that. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, it just, pisses oh me man, off. how did they do that? I mean, that was such an opportunity. I know to shine. And I'm like, I know, guess they were they- trying to be like joking or something with the men. And I don't know, but it, yeah. it came across to me of like, look at us, our Amazon. We we're giving this little job to women and we're empowering them, mm-hmm. but it's still a man's world. I'm like, oh, that does not fly for me. Mm-hmm. I think where women can come in is how can we empower more wi- women to be free, whatever that looks like free in their healing, feeling free, free in their body, free in their finances. For me, it's finances. I have healers in my life. My love, I am not a healer. Do not, <laughs> I am not a healer, but I have a lot of healers in my around life. you. Yeah. Yes. Cause Amazing. they heal me and I work with them, but I am, I feel my, my way of giving is to help them become financially sovereign. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So say someone is wanting to start and they have what it takes <laughs> and they yes. have that yeah. drive. Where do you suggest someone starts? Because it seems like there's so much noise and so many distractions and opportunities. And, and it's like, where do you put your energy and do you have to systematically put your energy into other places or hire yeah. someone? Like, how do you start? Yeah, it's a really great question. And it's not really a one fit fits all, you know, for me, I've started to realize that where I, I, for many years, I worked with, with clients that were already at the six figures into million dollar mark. I still have private clients in that face space. However, I find finding now with where we're at in the world is that it's really my job duty and responsibility to start working with women at ground zero. So for me, that's what I'm doing, right? Is working with women at that baseline. Like what is your expertise? What is your offer? What are we selling here? How are we going to sell it? What's your positioning? What's your packaging? Those are the pieces that no one's taught. Like I don't teach you how to heal. Cause I can't teach that, but I can teach and educate how to position, how to package, how to close, how to move people down that, that line, um, and how to market. And then what are the best places to market for you? So I, that's why I think podcasting is the fastest, easiest way to start a business. I really believe that. 
Mm. And, and how does podcasting help you with your business? Is it because like at the end you pitch your programs and then they can join your programs or is it being interviewed? Like what, what is it about podcasts? Yeah. So it's a good question. So it's really about visibility and network. So you and I are building a relationship and connection. So building a great network is a key piece, right? Mm -hmm. But the other piece of that is no matter if you have, and I don't know your numbers and I don't want to know your numbers, but if you had 10 people listening or 200,000 people listening Mm -hmm. to me, it doesn't matter. I never asked you your numbers. I never said, well, I only am on podcasts. If there's 10,000 listeners, like (laughs) I happen to have a lot of listeners, but that, you know, I mean, yeah. And that's great. That seems like that's a bonus. Yeah. Yeah, It's a bonus, but yeah, I would rather be on a show with someone who has a thousand people that love them. And I get to be in front of a thousand people, right. To share my expertise, to share my story, have them connect with me. And then maybe they come to my page and they go down my funnels. Yeah. Wonderful. So you're saying you don't necessarily look or ask for the numbers and for people to just not worry about that for now, because it gives you credibility. It's building your network. Yeah. Yeah. Said another way. And I love this story Um, and it's not my story, but I heard it and I'm I'm using it as a great story. Uh, One of my mentors, Dan Kennedy, he's, you know, his seventies now. Great. Oh my God. I used to have his tapes. (laughs) Exactly. Cassette tapes. Tapes. Did you say tapes? That is awesome. (laughs) Cassette tapes. Oh my God. So good. Tracks. I'm just kidding. So he says a story that I love that he had a client who was a female who got on Oprah And she was ecstatic. And he said to her, don't do it. You're not ready. You're not media ready. You don't have your funnel dialed in. You don't have your chip handled. Okay. You don't, you can't take the intake of that flow of that level. You're not ready. And of course she ignored him and she was a one hit wonder. Yes. Did she get, but guess what? She didn't have her stuff down. She wasn't PR ready. So when that's why I tell people get on as many shows as you possibly can and don't worry about the number. You're learning how to be PR ready. You're learning how to share your story. You're learning how to network. You're learning how to connect. You're learning how to be on camera. I mean, God, right? So there's so much behind it Mm -hmm. that then when you have whatever news station calls you, you've been on shows and TV so much that it doesn't matter. Like I've been on NBC, I've been other shows. And when I've worked with them, they love me. Why? Like I said to you, I have media kits ready to go. I have the images ready to go. Here's the buyer ready to go. Here's my keynote ready to go. They're like, wow, you're the best. Yeah. Make it easy for them. Make it easy for them. But that's after being doing this for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, and some people who have their own TV show, like I've heard um, the person who books people for The View, they want people who have been on TV before because they will only accept them, actually. So I thought that was interesting. Um, Yeah, it's kind of like um, doing the rounds. Mm -hmm. So they say before you get on national TV, you need to be on local TV. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like moving up the ranks. You know what I mean? So um, that's, a, that's, a, that's in pretty much everything. You think of sports before you get NFL, you're like in the peewee and the local <laughs> and the college, and, uh, you know, people go, Oh, I'm just gonna go to the NFL. Like that's not how it works. You know? So even in acting, right. You gotta be in these B roles and you gotta go to like the C, the C roles, the D roles, the mm-hmm. B roles, you get an A role. That's because you get your muscles, you know, mm-hmm. you get, mm-hmm. you start to learn. Um, and there is an art to being on PR, and so, you know, I've done it so much. I can do it in a heartbeat because I've spent, I mean, I've literally been interviewed over 500 times and on TV. So you put me in any situation on a camera with lights and it's just like, let's do this. Yeah. So that's why I never asked, like, I never asked you, well, what are your numbers? Because yeah. why one, I want to connect with you. So that's number one, number two, um, no matter what the numbers are, I want to connect with your people and add value to you and your people. That's my job. And I yeah. think people lose sight of that versus let me tell you about my great book. Let me tell you how great I am. Let me tell you how great. Mm. Mm-hmm. Calm it down there, buddy. It's coming down. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Because sense. I do like to get to know people. So I kind of go deeper into people, but, but I, you know, obviously I want them to get value out of the interview and promote whatever book they're selling or whatever it might be. So I want to shift a little bit in how you help your clients develop their own version of success. Do you help them say, okay, what do you visualize your success being? Yes. So I take them through a process of what is their big why? Like what is their what's their vision of their big why? Why are they doing it? And I want to stop there for a second. I never talked about it, but I just want to say one more thing about it is that many times women or men, especially women, go right to kids. Oh, I'm doing it for my kids. And I'm like, okay, I love that. And <laughs> Right. It's so funny. Cause I never say that I do have two young kids, but yeah, good. it's funny that you said that because I don't, I don't say that. Yeah. Here's why it's not a good idea. And we all have our kids. I don't have kids, but I get it is because there'll be that day when your kids pissing you off or something, you know, and you're like, screw it. So like your why has to be something like outside of your little world. Mm. Right. Yeah. Cause then your, your little two-year-old is all of a sudden 13 and pisses you off, <laughs> you know? And you're like, forget the why, you know, you have to create something that's so big. They, what I call the big audacious. Like I want to have a million women become financial sovereign. I have no idea how that's going to happen. It's so big that it'll continue to drive me. Right. So that's the first thing. Um, the other thing, kind of like, a, you know, Oprah, right? I mean, you can see people who have the big why because they don't stop working. Oprah's, I mean, Oprah can stop working and eat bonbons for the rest of her life. I'm sure she'll be fine, right? But she continues, Elon Musk, other people. That's the first thing. And then I really dive into what's their positioning. How are they positioning themselves in the marketplace? And I deep dive into a lot of those pieces, which is, uh, I use a book called Alter Ego by Todd Herman. I just had a, a deep dive call today with a private client and he's, is a, it's a male. He's struggling with this right now because he is multiple facet, right? He's a, a father. He's uh, in the concrete business and he's also building his personal brand. And he also has dealing with some other things called life, right? And the 
the other side of him is, is dealing with that stuff. But as we're building a new personal brand in a way, you're almost creating an alter ego. And what Todd Herman talks about, and I absolutely adore him. He's a sports psychologist. As he talks about the athlete, right? So think of an NFL player. Okay. We see them on the field. If you're into sports, see them on the field in these great hot outfits and, you know, they're being <laughs> like the rock stars, you know, and whatever. But like, then all of a sudden we hear some crazy story that happened and they got pulled over and they're on all drop, you know, all this crazy. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And you're like drunk driving <laughs> or abuse. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and so we as a society go, I don't know, how can they be both people? Come on. Yeah. So alter ego is really important. So he talks about the sport psychology is that when you get into that uniform and you move into that thing called an athlete, but you also have to balance that out with your life because you can't always be that performer. You can't always be that rock star 24 seven. So how do you really move into that in a place where it feels authentic and in balance? So that's what I deal with a lot is what's that position marketplace such that people get attracted to you from that perspective and then consume you. And there's a direct correlation between influence and consumption. So an income, so influence consumption equals income. So that's kind of where I start and that, that could take some bit. And then that's where I move them into the mechanic of podcasting. How do you launch your show? Um, how do you, uh, and with the tech, right? So we go to branding, we go tech and we go into publishing. So I do a three-day event that literally does all day, one day is branding, all day two is tech and all day three is launch where we then publish you in 23 networks around the world. Oh my God, you actually do that at your event? You're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought that was just like, oh, this is like how I did it, but you actually do. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's yeah. There's a lot unique. of people on clubhouse that have been through, I mean, Jacqueline, um, God, there's so many, almost all my clients last year came from clubhouse and yeah, it's three days. And what's so fascinating is that I, there's a video that I play and I've had so many tears in that workshop because oh. what I'm really helping them do is I'm helping them launch their voice, mm-hmm. right? Which is what it's the third chakra. And generationally women have been shut down. Our voices have been shut down mm-hmm. either. Maybe yours or my generation, but also generations and generations yeah. and pa- talk about past life. Right. So past lives of generations of women have been shut down our third chakra, our voice, our authentic self. And so when people start to get on a stage of a show and literally, I've had a client once, um, I was about to launch their shows, like 23 networks around the world. She literally had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> she was like, she took herself out of everything. She's like, I'm done, I'm done. And I'm like, okay, I knew it was happening. So I get on the call with her. I'm like, breathe, because you are now feeling the anxiety that your voice matters. And who told you? When was the first time you were told to shut up? And she just like broke down in tears, right? Yeah. Oh my God. And so that subconscious, the subconscious, right? Of that moment was coming up at that seven-year-old, 10-year-old little girl was Mm -hmm. coming up. And so she was trying to shut it all down. And we did, we did launch, but does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you were doing some inner child work also, you know, I mean, 
it's like most of the time it's when somebody's a child, when she was first told to shut up. Right. Yeah. It's usually six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, look yeah. at a six-year-old, usually a little girl, they're loud and hi, what are you doing? You know, uh-huh. <laughs> but then we're told, shh, quiet. No, one, no one hurt, you know, no one asked you or only asked when talking to, and there's all kinds of things. Right. And then we ingrain that. And there we go. Mm-hmm. When it's okay, when usually with boys, not always boys is it's okay. He's rowdy. Oh, I know he's loud. It's okay. But women, it's like, be a good little girl. No one asked you only talk when asked, mm-hmm. right? All this stuff comes in. So when I say, okay, we're about to launch your voice in 23 networks around the world. She literally was like, no, like totally shutting down. Oh right. my God. That's so beautiful. And then, so do they work like under your company? So you launch them and they stay on these networks from your. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we launched them. Yeah. We launched them independently. And then we also launched them under our brand. I have oh, okay. So, and then they work with us over a period of time if they want to, to help them market their shows. So it's, it's a pretty awesome. And we're building out a network. Uh, we will, um, by the end of 2022, early 2021 Q1 is be able to take that and put that onto video Roku, different, um, stations of Roku, Amazon fire and things like that as a network. That's oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. I want to hear about your book, sexy boss. So what yes. is that about and how can it inspire women to move forward? Well, thank you for that. So my next book is coming out. It's called uncaged. And when is that coming out? That one is coming out in fall of 2022 this year. So September, October, we have a date. It has been in works since 2020. So it was a COVID baby, a COVID COVID baby book, if you will, a COVID book, baby. And um, it came from feeling caged during COVID and then starting to have this conversation about what does it take to actually start and launch your own business from nothing? Yeah. But my first book, Sexy Boss, was launched in 2013. And it's been kind of my main book. I also have a book about podcast guesting that became um, number one. It's just last month I was named a top five podcast book in the country. That was cool. Oh, that's great. What's the name of that one called podcast guesting? (laughs) Oh, podcast guesting. Yeah. 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 It's called podcast guesting. So in podcast guesting, um, you know, obviously that, you know, that's about, that's a little more how to, how to, but my book, sexy boss was really my personal story about how I huge, like you said, in my, in in the intro, right. I huge success and multi-million dollar business in 2006 and seven. And then I was bankrupt by 2008, nine. And then how did I overcome that? That was a huge blow for me. Um, probably the, the largest blow I felt. I lost my house, lost everything, lost my relationship. It was pretty devastating. And I had to really figure out who I was. And that was the moment that Sexy Boss was born. So that book was, is my personal story to go from bankruptcy to sexy boss. Oh, very inspiring. So I, I heard you say some awards you've also received other awards. Like what are they? 
see uh, Stevie award winner 2020 for the most innovative woman of the year in social media. Um, also in 2020 woman of achievement media award on uh, 2019 was speaker of the year, modern profits, and then named by Huffington post. I believe it's uh, one of the top female entrepreneurs to watch. So congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Now I do follow you on Instagram and I'm, you know, trying to learn from you too, because you're very prolific poster Uh, stories. I mean, everything like stories, reels, like standard posts. And I see, it seems like fitness plays a role in your life. How how does that, um, how do you see fitness in your life? Oh, wow. Uh, Well, as we're talking right now, I'm on day six. 72 of 75 hard. Um, what that is, is 75 days straight of the following reading 10 pages, a book a day, a gallon of water, no alcohol and working out twice a day. One has to be outside. Wow. Working out twice a day. day. And if you miss a day of the list, you got to start over. So Oh, so after this, I'm going to go work out. I'm going to my second workout. Today. Oh my God. That's oh. so funny because I used to work out twice a day in college. I loved working out and in high school too. I just love it. You know, I was a personal trainer too, but, um, you know, and I was a triathlete too. So working out twice a day was like no big deal, but now I haven't been in that groove. So that's really cool. How have you felt? I mean, you're almost at the end. How has your energy changed and how do you feel? I mean, you look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I had to learn quickly with this exercise, if you will, that it is a hundred percent mental and you got to pace yourself. It's a marathon, not a race. So yeah, it's been interesting to see my habits have changed. A lot of things have changed. Um, and you start to really appreciate, you know, your body, you gotta be really careful. What ha- what's interesting is that all these people reach out to me on social media and go, I started that, but I started that, but yeah, the biggest one said. is like, <laughs> I can't start it. Cause I cannot drink alcohol for 75 days. That's a big one. And then the other one is, uh, oh, I started it by got, I got injured. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, like I've been doing chiropractor massages and things too, because your body's not really designed Perfect. to do two a days when you're like in your forties, you know what I mean? Mm. So for that wow. that's amazing. I mean, but they, and they don't say anything about diet, just the water, just drink. Well, water it says pick, you whatever. Pick diet, you pick a diet. It doesn't say which oh, diet it's like okay. you pick a diet, you stick with it. So no cheap meals. Like I haven't had you know, I have my birthday was on Monday. I've not had chocolate cake. Oh so my God. Happy belated birthday. No alcohol. So I have not had a glass of wine and yeah, like Friday, Saturday will be the end. So I will have a piece of chocolate cake for my birthday. That's it. Yay. That'll be to celebrate. So what did you do to celebrate? Did you hang out with girlfriends? Um, because I had to work out twice a day that day. I just went to a very quick dinner that night and then went to bed and got the next thing I would work out. So, <laughs> okay. You're a machine right now. I know I'm a machine. Yeah. But Saturday, um, I've, I invited some people to go out and have chocolate cake with me. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Okay. So that'll be the real celebration, right? Yeah. Okay. So you have multiple podcasts now, right? You have yes, right now we had the crypto, like a boss. But right now it's just uncaged. Okay. And I've thought about restarting crypto like a boss. So I really need to change it because 
one crypto is down, but also it's really about web three. So I didn't want to, I want to change the name. So you probably don't oh, see a lot. Of got them. it. So that is probably just like sitting there, but I also have the original, if you're looking online, you can, you can see the original sexy boss. I don't know if you see that. Yeah, I did. I saw it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the reason I keep that up, it's under a different RSS feed. The reason I keep that up, it's my original, like it's so bad. <laughs> you bring so bad. It's so bad. You got to listen to it because it's so bad. Uh, like, I asked a guy in Florida who I don't know, a friend of a friend through somebody in an email and said, will you create an intro for me for my show? And he, I think he thought it was a porn show because <laughs> the intro is like, bring shake up Welcome to the sexy boss show. I'm like, hell is Oh this? my God. You could be a comedian. You know that, right? Thank you. I've yeah. always wanted to be a comedian. But oh, so I keep it on funny. there. Okay. I keep it on there because just like Gary Vee says, I want people to know like how far I've come. Ah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to interview. I didn't know how to story tell. The intro is absolutely hideous. <laughs> well, I didn't even know you had to have an intro when I started. Oh my God. I was crazy. Um, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and learning how you help so many people. And do you want to say about your event? I'll put yes. all the links in the show notes as well. If you want to say the best. Yeah, I would love that. Um, so the name of the event is influencer profit live.com influencer profit live. And it's a three day event. And it's virtual. So no matter where you are in the world, you can be a part of it. Um, we're going to start at 11 a.m. Eastern. And it's really an opportunity to learn those pieces of how to position yourself, how to package yourself, how to pitch yourself in an online marketing world from literally ground zero, ground one, all the way to the point where you're selling your products and services. Now, it's not for e It's really designed for coaches, consultants, healers, where they have some kind of package that they are selling virtually, right? So e-commerce doesn't really fit into that particular event. And that that event is there. Now, I also have an upcoming event for the podcast, but um, we don't have a date set yet. So the best way to get that information is to message me on Instagram. And my Instagram is Heather Haven Wood. Okay, great. And I'll put that in the show notes. Thank Thank you. you so much, Heather. I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Zen Success. I would love to get your feedback at zensuccesspodcast.com on what topics you'd be most interested in and what Zen Success is to you. Thanks for listening.